What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to the Blessed for Success podcast. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa. This is part two um, of my interview on the Playing Injured podcast by my friend Josh Dillingham. Um, Go check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to podcasts. Uh, If you get, uh, you know, some time, if you enjoy the the interview, uh, please leave a review on Josh's podcast, Playing Injured. And, you know, if you haven't gotten around to interviewing the, to, to reviewing the Blessed for Success podcast, go ahead and do that on Apple Podcasts. Um, had a great time talking to Josh uh, on this sp- specific uh, piece, the part two um, on, you know, my university state days, the struggle I went through with burnout and uh, and weight gain and, and all that. So um, hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's just get into it. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. You're listening to the Blessed for Success podcast. So I want to talk about empathy and then we'll move on. Uh, I want to get to your college days and then how you, you, you overcame eventually, but empathy. And, um, I think that's huge these days because, um, I can relate to being bullied myself, uh, coming up. I was struggling at reading in school. And as I got into high school, I started to be the bully. I'm playing basketball now and I'm starting to bully kids. And I didn't know I was bullying kids until college when I came back home and I saw, um, one of the kids who I went to high school with, and he told me, he said, um, you know, you and your friends used to bully me. And I was like, where did we? Mm. He's like, yeah, these are the things you used to do. And I remembered it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like, I, you know, I apologize. Like, I, I feel bad. Like, I, you know, I was a young kid. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was trying to fit in mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I was following the wrong crowd. So um, can you talk about that? Cause I think that's huge to have empathy for other people, um, when they are, uh, you know, affecting your environment. Mm-hmm. I think that you need to be willing to have your own moral compass because yeah. the problem is that you said you mix yourself with the wrong crowd, you yeah. mix yourself with the wrong people mm-hmm. and it starts to be a group think mentality. You know, these guys think like this, so I got to think like this. These guys, mm-hmm. you know, be like that, so I got to be like that, you know, to, like. So, you know, I was I was a part of some of those groups where they'd be like making fun of a kid or they'd be. Um, you know, whatever, and I'd be like, I just didn't feel comfortable about it inside. You know, I didn't want to say the same thing. So slowly and slowly, I started straying away um, from that. And I mean, that's part of the empathy, right? You have empathy for those um people that are being bullied but for those guys that um you know i would hang out with or what i would tell them like look that's not right man like yeah you know you gotta you gotta give them sorry um you gotta give them the perspective like you can't be afraid to speak up like if 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 someone's bullying you right you can't be afraid to speak up and say something um because that's actually putting it into their face like people say oh you got to stand up to bullies you got to you know fight back that your first step is telling them that what they're doing is wrong Mm -hmm. your first step is telling them look what you're saying isn't making me feel good 
uh, what you're saying is actually very mean. Um, I'd appreciate if you can say it anymore. It sounds like a kind way of saying it and it sounds kind of stupid when someone's like all up in your face, but it's the first step, right? If the second step, you know, which is why I got in a certain amount of fights, if someone enters your space and instigates something, then that's when you're defending yourself, right? But empathy starts with telling the person how you feel, right? Yeah. That's that's empathy because you understand where they're coming from. Like, look, I understand, blah, blah, blah. You're upset about this, blah, blah, blah. But what you're doing isn't right, you know? And then the other point about, um, you know, don't be afraid to to not be a part of the groupthink mentality, right? So for me throughout high school, actually, since I was a kid, my goal was to be co-president of my high school. Um, that was, that was always a goal of mine. And so, um, and, but also what I started to slowly realize is that that was actually a goal of mine so that I could kind of put it in the bully's face. Like yeah. all the people that bullied me mm -hmm. just be like, look, now what, you know, kind of that thing. But when I got there, you know, when I achieved the goal, I was kind of like, no, I don't need to do that. Like, I don't need to rub it in anybody's face. Like, because I know of the circumstances that they've been through, you know, like I found out much later about one of my bullies, like, you know, father was an alcoholic, yeah. very abusive, you know, like it, these things happen. And, um, you know, one of the guys, one of my idols that I look to a lot for inspiration, who was heavily bullied was George St. Pierre, um, you know, UFC, uh, retired UFC fighter. Hope he comes back for one more fight. But, um, you know, he was bullied tremendously to, to a point where I could really relate to his story. And a lot of things sound very, very similar. Um, but now he's, you know, arguably the greatest of all time. So, yeah. you know, you can, you can, you can make it out the other side and, um, empathy is a good place to start. Totally. Totally. I think that's huge. I think empathy, I think in many different factors in life, empathy is, is a big play. So tell me, um, you, you, you gained all this weight um, in college. You, you did. You eat Nutella for breakfast and different things like that. Mm -hmm. um, you should have played basketball because if you did, the coaches wouldn't have let you do yeah. that. Yeah. But tell me about that um, and, and pretty much what caused that. Maybe it was built up because of your child, what happened to, in your childhood. But also, how did you overcome it and pretty much turn it into a defining moment for, for your life? Yeah, uh, that was a terrible time, man. Um, I think, and I still struggle with it. Like all of that childhood stuff, actually made me. And a lot. This is this is the funniest thing because a lot of people think I'm a very extroverted person. You know, I like to go out, talk to people, or you know, socialize. Um, but I'm actually not. Like I'm very introverted. I'm very. Um, I like to keep to myself a lot, don't like to go out much. Um, and, you know, that was kind of the buildup from all of that childhood stuff. And similar things started happening in university. And that's when I started real. Actually, no, I only realized recently how all that impacted me. But, um, you know, when it came to the university stuff, it was like I just started, again, trying to get in, get involved in as many things as possible. Like, because I wanted to be involved, but also just because, you know, I, I, I always felt like I had a chip on my shoulder mm -hmm. because of all of that stuff. You know, I always have felt like I had a chip on my shoulder. So I always had felt that I had to prove to someone or somebody 
that I could be better, you know, that I could be greater than what I've been told that I was, whether I was told, you know, I was, I've been told I was retard. I've been told I was, you know, just like stupid, like immigrant, like to the point where people were saying racist things, right? It's mm-hmm. hard for me. To, sorry. It's hard for me to say this stuff just because yeah. it's, um, you know, bringing back a lot of stuff, but, um, you know, getting through that struggle like part of my coping mechanism was just trying to put my name on as many things as possible right so an investment fund club a, t- uh, uh, a social enterprise club a uh, a case competition club working two part-time jobs um you know just just tried to do as many things as possible and with that in high school you have the opportunity to play competitive sports right so I was playing every sport in high school, rugby, basketball, volleyball, soccer, whatever you name, I was playing it. And once you hit university, it's kind of your own responsibility. Like <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah the totally. structure is not there as much. Um, so wasn't hitting the, the gym, wasn't hitting the basketball court because I was never able to, I couldn't get myself to a point where I was disciplining myself like that. I don't know yeah. why, but I, I just wasn't able to. Um, and then um, in that second year, you know, I was again, 60 pounds overweight food habits were terrible. Can of pop a day. I was having a can of Coke per day. Are you like me looking back at now myself? Now I want to slap myself in the face. Like <laughs> what the hell? I could have died, man. Can of pop a day. Jesus. Um, but, uh, and then that year, um, think closer to the end of that year I actually had a really um bad breakup um just uh yeah it just was was a very unfortunate breakup was a almost three-year relationship um and after that happened I really needed to reflect and be like okay you've got a problem like Mm -hmm. don't try to blame this on anybody else don't try to pawn off blame like it's your fault you know what did you do wrong and um then you know the shift started happening sometimes it takes a breakup but the shift started happening you know um started going to the gym started cleaning up the diet um started really mapping out my goals um and i quit everything that i was a part of i quit all of it because I felt like everybody else was controlling my agenda, you know, everyone else had control of my life, but I didn't have control of mine. So I need to take a step back and be like, okay, how do I regain control of my life? What do I actually care about? What am I, you know, what's important to me? So for all of third year, I don't, I don't recall being a part of any clubs that year, actually all of third year. I just, uh, worked at my, um, part-time job at a bank in sales, um, which is something that I'm passionate about and just worked and um you know i was able to work hard at my job part-time um i was taking some part-time like teaching assistant jobs at the school um just like making money saving money and then turned it all around to start a sales club in fourth year i started a sales club right because that's what i was passionate about and that didn't exist on campus um and i was like that's kind of crazy that doesn't exist but it gave me an opportunity to you know really grow my my personal brand on the campus um as well as in the community but taking control of my own life man that 
I can't explain to you how liberating that was and how, you know, how much of a game changer that was. So that's interesting. So you said that you first you found the direction where you want to go, defining where you want to go, mapping out your goals, and then pretty much getting rid of all the busy work that were pretty much not helping you get to where you want to go. Yeah. Getting rid of all the fluff and getting rid of all the fluff. A lot of people are busy, but are they productive in doing the things that will take them to where they want to go. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's huge, something that you mentioned right there. Mm-hmm. And I, th- and uh, it still happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's things that they seem like an opportunity and you'll say yes, but then you realize that you have other things and, you know, it's just something that I str- constantly struggle with. And um, I, I keep seeing this quote lately. I don't know if you've been seeing it, but um, I keep seeing this quote lately going around being like, Oh, if you, if an opportunity comes around, just say yes and figure out the rest later. And I'm like, well, that's horrible advice. <laughs> that is, in my opinion, that's horrible advice totally. because, um, like it needs to make sense, right? If it aligns with your passions, say yes. But if it's something, um, off field or something that you don't have the capacity to do, um, then why are you saying yes? Then you're just going to spread yourself thin 50% everywhere, which is what I was doing at the time, right? I was spreading my giving 50% of myself everywhere, which is once I once I cut every all of that out, I was giving 110% to everywhere that I was, right? So um, I think trying multiple things is important, because that's actually something I encourage. Mm -hmm. But things that you're, you're, you're slightly interested in, like if you're, I don't know, like, let's say you have a passion for gaming or you have a passion for, um, I don't know, what's another thing like flowers or being a florist or something like that. Like, let's say, let's say it's a nice hobby of yours and you want to dive deeper into it. Do some research, like look it up, find out, talk to somebody who has a career in that field. Uh, talk to a botanist. Like if, if that's something that you could do as a side hustle, like talk to people in that arena, slowly figure that out. And that'll help you get a better idea of whether you want to dive deeper into that field. But, you know, once you realize that something is not for you, finish, finish maybe what it is that you started, but then afterwards leave. There's no shame in that. Like there's no shame in stopping something that you're just not interested in anymore. That's what I did with the fresh out of college podcast and podcast. Me personally, I just wasn't interested in that anymore. And it, yeah. and I don't think at any point in time you should feel shameful to walk away from something because honestly, and this has happened with businesses that I've tried to start. This has happened with ventures or opportunities, whatever you might want to call it. The moment that you realize that you're just not in it anymore, you have to have the like self-awareness to take a step back, you know, because then you're not doing anybody any favors. You're just screwing it up for everyone else who's a part of it. And I don't want to put that on anyone else. Um, you know, that type of, I don't want to give that version of myself to anybody else. Um, I'm accountable, accountable for who I am. And I'd rather give 110 to everywhere, everything that I do than 50% everywhere. Totally. So tell me this, as you, you know, continue to continue to say no to things that you don't value. (laughs) And as you continue to move forward, um, where do you see your life going and what are you working towards now? And, uh, I know that may be a tough answer. Uh, but you know, wh- where do you see it right now? Um, I mean, I love sales. That's something that I think I'm going to continue to be passionate about for the rest of my life. Um, but sales takes many forms. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so for me right now, it's just to continue to, to, to learn about it, continue to master it um, and apply that to other parts of my life. You know, one of them being this podcast, right? Um, like the Bless for Success podcast, just grow it, um, get to a point where, uh, you know, I have a great audience and um, just engage and I have a great community. And, you know, I don't want things to be on online only. Uh, I want to build a community offline as well. Um, so though that's that's in the plans, you know, yeah. um, and really um you know be a part of things that interest me honestly like sports is something that interests me entertainment is something that interests me um and i think when you create a community you can eventually take that community in multiple different directions like you can you can have like the umbrella and then have multiple kind of or the tree and multiple branches, right? Mm -hmm. um, so this is kind of meant to be the podcast is kind of meant to be the the tree trunk, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I have a bunch of branches that I'm hoping to, you know, set up in the future. So I know that's kind of vague, but um, really for me, the podcast is is the focus as well as work um, at Salesforce. I love my job. Um, you know, hope to keep learning more. And um, those those are really two, you know, hundred and ten percent to both of those things. And then yeah. everything else gets, you know, there's nothing Whatever. else. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> totally. Two things. Well, great. I, I definitely want to help you build that community out. So where can people find you? Where can they continue to, to follow your vision and be blessed for success? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, just search blessed for success on, um, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and then on Instagram, you can follow me at blessed for success PC. And actually, the best place to get in touch with me um, or follow my journey or follow what I'm doing is actually LinkedIn. Um, so on LinkedIn, just search me Tanvir Mustafa, M-O-S-T-A-F-A, -A, um, two E's in the first name. Um, just look me up there. Feel free to send me a message. Uh, get in touch. I'm more than happy to chat and um, and talk about things. So, yeah. Totally. And I'll make sure I put your... your, your um information in the footnotes where they can find blessed for success and i appreciate you brother i appreciate you too josh man it's uh it's great i can't wait to hopefully do more of these in the future uh you know we'll look back on this maybe 10 years from now five years from now and be like man look where we came from you know so um appreciate you having me on um i'm blessed for it and uh yeah man it's been a good time totally man i appreciate it all